This apartment has one bed, one bath, and one murder. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. Well, we're into January. I feel like a new woman. I've been uh, drinking about 16 ounces of celery juice every morning. And uh, we talk about my board a lot. That used to say something different. Now it says receive 2019. And this board can... It, you know, you can like put like science equations on it, yeah. Or you it's could big, solve a crime, but literally, a, it's a only one corner drama. Yeah, the you rest only, is for possibility. Yeah, but you never filled in the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, give me some time. No, you get you've had plenty of time. <laughs> you, you don't get any more time. I'm celery juice first. Uh, receive. So second. what does that what does that mean? Receive. It means uh, receive the gifts of the universe. I don't know. Okay. The last one was humility and surrender, and I've done a lot of that. Yeah. Universe. So I'm ready to get some gifts. <laughs> so it's so I, some people are like give. Mm-hmm. You're I'm like, like take, take 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 take. Yeah, yeah. You, you're like exactly. Receive. I did just get a job today though, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that is very um, exciting. So anyone who's worried about me, I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're <laughs> you're ready to receive. I'm ready to receive the new ready year. For the new year. We were just you know like I don't, uh, we were talking about another podcast, a mm-hmm. popular one that doesn't need our like like at all. Um, we just love it but we, so much. Uh, Teacher's Pet. Yeah, Teacher's Pet. Which actually Michelle turned me on to. Uh, we listened to it on the way we went to Vegas, I think, for uh, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure somebody here has already listened to it. Oh, They're I'm like, sure. yeah, no They're duh. Like, no shit. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Um, but, but not next. Right now. How far into it are you currently? I am on rings. So I'm like halfway. Halfway. So you got only 95 more hours left. It's a long podcast. Oh, God, I love it. It's 16 so episodes. Good. But it's interesting because most podcasts that I really like are ones where they are trying to not be super, uh, uh, they're they're trying to do it objectively. And they are like, here's, we're presenting you the evidence. Yeah. You make a decision. This one, the guy's like, this fucking guy did it. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. And, and I think he's been do. he's, I feel like he's been uh, kind of on this case for a while. Yeah. So it's not he's like. He's fed he, up. Yeah. So which he, is great. Which I, and I'm, I think that's great. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's okay to be like, listen, I've been, you know, putting my time in. Now I'm putting it in podcast form. Yeah. I don't think it has to be objective. Yeah. I don't think so either. I just, I feel like I usually like them that are like that. Like, don't tell me what to think. Just give me. The things yeah. and that you know skews obviously certain ways at certain times, just like any documentary or like everything is biased. But and it's it, the everyone's uh, it's it's you know Australia is yeah. where it takes place. So you hear the kids, yeah, kids. <laughs> the kids. Right. It's uh yeah, uh, it's like what's the high school's name? Cromer, Cromer High. Cromer High. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joanne at Cromer yeah. High. <laughs> so it's a you're listening to a lot of. Uh, Australian accent. Uh-huh. It's very charming. It is. Uh, I actually told a friend of mine about it who would love it, but she hates Australian accents. She's like, I won't listen to it. So she hates Olivia Newton John yeah. in Greece. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. I don't know why it's a Yeah, that's, that's a very important. Or uh, when I listen to Flight of the Concords, even though that's New mm-hmm. Zealand, I mean, Close. it's very, very, it's very it's similar. Uh, my brother lives in Australia right now, oh. and he, my favorite Australian for it. Well, first of all, they call like McDonald's. Everyone has a nickname. Everything has a nickname in Australia. It's like McDonald's is Mackie. They oh. go to Mackey's. <laughs> like everything has a shorthand. But there's one phrase that I love. It's uh, Australians say too easy. Like oh, it's okay. too easy. All right. Like, can it be too easy? Nothing's too easy for me. No. Are you challenging me on that? No. 
it's just hard enough is my <laughs> kind of so yeah <laughs> teacher's pet i mean so you're okay so we'll talk we're gonna talk later we'll touch base in a future episode because mm-hmm. i've uh I've, I've completed it but i, I did not look no, up any look pictures of anybody bragging. oh that was that's my treat for completing it is yeah. looking up pictures of the i people. will not look up any photos i won't look up any maps because that's really? my my instinct is to look up maps yeah and i want to see all their faces like i want to like get the picture yeah, I waited to the end before that uh, uh, before that happened. That's a treat. It's gonna yeah. be a treat because I'm like, what do they look like? God, don't like, look us up though. Those fucking Chris, do, <laughs> do not. Oh my look god, us whatever you do, do not Google us. It will it will make it disappoint. better or worse. It will disappoint. Mine worse. will disappoint. Yeah. Uh, let's, I know you think I'm a hot piece of ass on this thing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm in, I'm now a you're middle-aged. speaking to the people that review this show and pretty much focus on the fact that you have a potty mouth. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm working on it. No, you're not. I'm trying. No, you're not. No, I'm going to say it right now. I mean, no, you're not. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't mind. Do what you like. No censorship, but you're not working no, on I'm it. No, gonna, I'm going to try. I haven't, I haven't, there haven't been too many swear words flowing on this episode. Seven. You've Seven. been counting? Yeah, I've been counting. Oh, my God. Oof, that's a guy I want to date with. Oh, we're not. We don't. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. No. Well, we have time, but let's let's use it. Let that. You know what? You'll get that on the Patreon. (laughs) Okay. If any people liked my dating stories, I don't know if they do or they don't. Oh, maybe friends do. They like updates. Yeah. No, I love. We we talked about it before we started. All right. Let's tease a little bit (laughs) of what we're going to at least talk about here, and then uh, so we're going to talk about you. It's very close to where we physically are right yeah, now. Yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite stories about... Yeah. I live in Echo Park. We we record this in Echo Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the area. It's very historic. It's actually um, the first historically preserved area in Los Angeles. And um, It used to... I, I, when I first moved to, to Los Angeles, I was told uh, mm-hmm. Echo Park was dangerous. Yeah. And I believe that it was. I mean, a lot yeah. of... Oh, it definitely know, was. It was, was. You don't go to Echo Park. And yeah. now it's... Um, now it's very gentrified. Mm-hmm. I've been here about seven years now. I've seen a lot of changes. But even when I came in, it was pretty gentrified. Yeah. So. So this is... Uh, so this is... This is local. Yeah. Very local. Like... Yeah. This is two blocks away from me. Um, and it's the story. So there's this building um, called the Bellevue Brownstone. Now it's called that. And I went there, um, and I'll talk a little bit about it after we get through the, the case. Yeah. Um, but this is the building called Bellevue Arms. And it's a really, really famous case of murder in this one very nondescript building on the corner of Bellevue and, um, gosh, I forgot the cross street. Um, but that doesn't matter. It's of no When I hear Bellevue, I think of like the famous mental institution. Mm-hmm. No, you know, they're, you're going, they're going to Bellevue. You know what I mean? 16-unit brownstone. Uh, where a murder happened. Uh, but basically, okay, so a little bit more about Angelino Heights. Uh, it's the oldest district in Los Angeles outside of downtown, um, and it was basically a response to Bunker Hill, kind of a suburban area for uh, oil people, the finance district, back uh, in 1886. It's got great examples of Victorian architecture, East Lake, Queen Anne style, Colonial Revival, Craftsman, Bungalow, it is really beautiful. Very California. Very Californian. Um, and very, again, you would not, but also like other, like it just feels like a very historic area in a unique way that you don't get in a lot of places around the city. Um, so basically, oh God, I love this story so much. On Thursday, December 15th, 1926 at 1230, uh, a good looking young man with dark oily hair. Go or, on. Yeah. Good looking, but oily hair. Okay. Uh, and a well-educated heir strolled into Mount Vernon Middle School in Los Angeles. He introduced himself as Mr. Cooper and said, 
So you were about to make a hanging with Mr. Cooper joke or a D.B. Cooper joke? Well, D.B. Cooper would be a joke. That'd be a serious. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a serious. Hanging with Mr. Cooper was be, was past <laughs> my, like, I was too old for hanging with Mr. Gotcha. Cooper. Gotcha. Um, he said that he worked for First National Bank downtown. Perry Parker, the chief clerk at the bank, had been in a serious auto accident, he said. Parker was asking for his younger daughter, and he had been sent to fetch her. At first, the secretary and teacher at the front office was confused. Parker had two children at the school, a 12-year-old, 12-year-old twin girls named Marjorie and Marion. So specifying that he wanted a younger one is weird. Yeah. Right? Oily hair. Always be suspicious. But good looking. But good looking. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, torn. Yeah, exactly. Cooper was quiet and courteous and said that the women were more than welcome to call the bank. They declined and pulled an excited Marion, the youngest twin, out of her classroom's Christmas celebration, uh, which is a sad detail. Her father later recalled, Marion was just a healthy, normal sort of child, what some might call tomboyish. She was full of life and play all the time. The child had her own mind, too, but her two main attractions seemed always to be her parents and her schoolwork. What a, like, a good 12-year-old girl. That's not what I was like at 12-year-old. Um, as you, a 12-year-old. What, what were you like? Uh, I was very depressed. Se- selling cigarettes? I, no, I just, a lot of YM and uh, cereal, like a lot of Bear Bear Kicks and fights with my parents oh very different we had different lives we had different lives can i we still have different lives before before we get deep into this Mm -hmm. can i mention a couple of other podcasts yeah i want to say i just want to i want to mention them now that now that i'm thinking about it before we get we get in sure you know before we talk about this 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 oily haired hottie yeah let's do Uh, it we were on an episode of Um, lizard Lizard people People. look at that (laughs) pretty good we talk about the hum yeah which is los Feliz hum yeah but the, there's obviously hums apparently around the world, but we talk about that yes. on Lizard People. So go check that out wherever you listen mm-hmm. to podcasts. And at the end of this episode, the very end, uh, I'm going to talk. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Haunting History mm-hmm. with Kathy Curtis. I'm going to play the promo of Haunting History, that which sounds amazing. I, I I really like it. I feel like it kind of it's a kind of a we're all family here mm-hmm. in the Haunted esque podcast. So. Haunting History with Kathy Curtis. Wait to the very end, because mm-hmm. you know you can listen all the way through, and I'm going to play the promo. Mm, that'll um, be fun. That'll be fun. I'm interested in that. Oh, you want to get, and now I want to hear more about this guy. Yeah, okay, oh, this okay, guy. okay, okay. Okay, so back to Mr. Cooper um, and Echo Park. Okay, Marion was eager to, com- to comfort her father, who Mr. Cooper said that he was in a car accident. In a... A move that feels so unthinkable to me right now. The uh, secretary, Naomi Britton, let Marion just go with the stranger. She got into the man's car and was never seen alive again. It was a different time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I feel like that could Can happen. Can you imagine? Yeah. Sending your two kids to school and then, uh, well, hang on. So Marjorie, uh, Marion's mom, came, or Marjorie, the twin, the other twin, came home from school alone, unaware of whether her sister had gone. Um, or where her mother Geraldine began to worry and wonder where she was when their father Perry Parker got home he opened a telegram that had been sent to him it said do positively nothing till you receive a special delivery letter Marion Parker another telegram arrived shortly thereafter it read interference with my plans dangerous George Fox so this guy was not in an accident there's this young handsome oily haired man came in took the younger twin and now a ransom is, is happening with this bank clerk. Crime is afoot. Crime is afoot. Something's amiss. Yeah. Mm. Um, the family called the police. Soon a long letter arrived. Headed with the word death, the missive stated, use good judgment, you are the loser. 
It instructed Parker to obtain a relatively paltry $75, $20 gold certificates and to leave out the police and detectives. So it's like, if you're going to take someone for ransom, ask for a lot of shit because they want their kid back. But no, let's go for a middle range, something that'll get you by for six months. But maybe, hold on, maybe Mm -hmm. asking for something non-ridiculous, maybe they're like, you know what? It's not that much. We could scrape it up. Mm -hmm. Let's just give it to them and be done with it rather than like having to go through a whole thing where you have to involve the police and wiring money and then ask, you know, that's just offering another, another like possible train of thought. That's true. That's true. Um, so leave out the police and detectives failure to comply would mean no one will ever see the girl again, except the angels in heaven who get to see her a ton. That's nice. Yeah. That's that's a sweet like image. (laughs) Just a little turn it on its head. It was signed fate. (laughs) <laughs> so wow. it's like a flair for the dra- dramatic yeah but don't ask for too much money is all i'm saying manage expectations he's like i want i want a, like a, a nice healthy gift card to kohl's or yeah. tj maxx yeah exactly <laughs> healthy there you go. it has to be a good gift card like give me like 75 bucks yeah okay? yeah 100 200 is too much yeah 75 20, is good i can really little. i can yeah. get in a whole outfit exactly for that. I got a lot of those tiny socks that <laughs> don't look like socks when you're wearing shoes mm, mm, love those socks Okay, so failure, failure to comply would mean no one will ever see the girl again except the angels in heaven. It was signed fate. Over subsequent communications, an exchange was planned for the next evening at 10th and Gramercy. Parker, who unbeknownst to him had been followed by the police, arrived at the agreed upon time, and the, he had the money, but the kidnapper never showed up, and Marion remained missing. On Saturday, December 17, 1927, the story exploded in the press. Descriptions of Mary and the stranger and the dark coupe he had driven were everywhere. The Los Angeles Times reported, Search continues for Marion Parker. 12 years of age, kidnapped Thursday from Mount Vernon Junior High School by a criminal for whom hundreds of peace off- peace police officers, excuse me, are conducting one of the greatest manhunts in the history of Southern California, which was also like not true. Officers, you just, following someone is not a manhunt. Like yeah. following a car to a ransom. But, uh, maybe that's up. a lot for them during that time. I don't know what crime mm. was like in LA. I, you know? I feel like it was more. It was like sensational know. and like mm. tons of uh, whatever. Officers in all towns and cities of Southern California have centered their attention on the strange case. All arms of the law are cooperating in tremendous man in tremendous manhunt. That morning, Parker received another letter. This time, signed by Fate Fox. The fox was furious, having spotted the cops staking out the drop off. So that's why he never showed up. He would give Parker one last chance, warning, I will be two billion times as cautious, as clever, and as deadly from now on. You have brought this on yourself, and you deserve it, and worse. He got fucking angry. What's worse than killing her? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. His ego. But a second meeting was arranged over the phone, this time at Fifth and Manhattan Place. Parker sat tensely in his parked car waiting for his little girl. Around 8.15 p.m., a dark Ford pulled next to him. The man in the car had a handkerchief around his face so his features could not be seen. He pointed a shotgun into Parker's car. He then asked for the money. Parker asked where his daughter was. Right here, the kidnapper said. She's asleep. The man lifted something in the passenger seat, and Parker momentarily saw the face of his child. Parker leaned out of the car and gave the man $1,500. The kidnapper told him to wait a minute, and he drove slowly down the street to 432 Manhattan Place. He pushed something out of the passenger door and then sped off. This is a testimony according to Parker. I followed up to see where he had stopped there looking for her, and I expected she would be lying on the parkway. I could not see anything at all, and then I saw some kind of bundle of trash in the gutter, which upon closer view I saw was my girl. I could see her white face, and I stopped and picked her up. The body was not complete. 
Marion was dead. Her body was wrapped in a blanket. Her eyes had been crudely sewed open to give the appearance of life. And there's pictures of this, and it is horrifying. To make matters more horrific, uh, when her father removed the blanket, he discovered that his daughter's limbs and hips had been hacked off. The discovery of Marion's mutilated body, and uh, they found other parts scattered in Elysian Park, became a national horror story, sent Angelinos, Angelinos into an understandable panic. Uh, but actually her remains led to her killer. The coroner found a towel stuffed in her abdomen marked Bellevue Arms. My neighbor. My neighbor. This and other clues led p- police to settle on a suspect, a 19-year-old baby-faced man from Kansas City named William Edward Hickman. Since November, Hickman, using an alias, had been renting room 315 at the newly opened Bellevue Arms. Despite his appearance, Hickman was a complete fucking sociopath with a string of crimes already under his belt. Hickman was raised in Arkansas and Kansas by a family plagued by mental illness and instability. The fatherless boy was one of the top students in his high school class, get this, with many friends and mentors. He even was voted best boy orator, and people thought he might go to college. But around the time of his senior year, all that changed. In 1926, Hickman and his 16-year-old friend named Welby Hunt came to Alhambra to live with Hunt's grandparents. So sorry. So like you know, let's rude. let's take a little break while you can you can answer that, and we'll come right back. Okay. Hey, y'all! Trey Kennedy here, letting you know you need to subscribe to my podcast, Correct Opinions, the first and only podcast show where every opinion is correct. In my opinion, I talk all things my crazy social media life, relevant topics, and why your sister's gender reveal only reveals that she's annoying. So tune in and hear my takes on all the extra things happening in our society today. Subscribe to Correct Opinions on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. And we're back. Yes, we are. So we were talking about Hickman and his friend, Welby Hunt. They came to Alhambra. Uh, They were in their teens. Uh, They uh, murdered a guy on Christmas Eve, a druggist named Clarence Ivy Toms. Great name. Uh, But they may have also been, well, 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 what happened? I don't know how to shut this off, though. (laughs) I've been trying to shut this off. Yeah, Jason made a point to tell me to shut my phone off. And this is uh, on my computer. It's uh, it's on the, oh, on the on the MacBook. I uh, see. Well, I don't know how to sh- I don't know how to shut it off. I think there's a way you can. I don't think you have to live this way. No, right, right? now there is. Right now it's the only way I know how to live. It's the only way you know how. You just you're used to it, and I understand that. But yeah. things can change. Yeah. Um, they may have also anyway. These two boys may have been responsible for the suicide of Hunt's grandfather. Hard to say. They were not caught, and Hickman soon began, began working as a page at the First National Bank. He was caught stealing money from the bank, surprise, surprise, convicted and sent home to Kansas with his mother. He didn't stay in Kansas. He went on a crime spree, holding up stores and carjacking unsuspecting passengers all over the... He couldn't stop. The man couldn't stop. By November 1926, he was back in L.A., and only a month later, Marion Parker was dead. Maybe you think maybe having that baby face, you're like, oh, this guy doesn't look like he does crime. He looks like he's, he's you know, like a nice dude. boy. Yeah, he's just like a dude, like a hottie, like yeah, like a like a hot guy about <laughs> Alhambra. You know, <laughs> the Alhambra hotties. <laughs> uh, you know it. You yeah. love it. It's a long tradition. It's very. It's amazing. Um, Hickman was formally charged with kidnapping of Marion on Tuesday, December twentieth, but he was nowhere to be found. The West Coast went on lockdown. Traffic stops were conducted up and down the coast, and Hickman's photos and physical description were plastered on the front page of every paper. We'll show him to you. You judge his hotness. You, from, that's your from one to ten. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, you can do half points too if you feel the need. But don't abuse it. Yeah, yeah. Don't be don't don't be so nuanced on it. Just exactly. Just settle just on an eight or a six. Exactly. 
The serial numbers of the gold certificates he had gotten from Parker were read over the radio and sent to stores. A $60,000 reward was offered for his capture, which is more than his ransom, way more than his ransom. If you were a good-looking young man with wavy black hair, you were in trouble. Many men were arrested multiple times. A man named Michael O'Neill was uh, arrested five times, another seven times. One felt so harassed that he hung himself when he was taken to jail. According to the LA Times, a near riot occurred in front of the police station yesterday when it was reported that Hickman had been arrested. The report traveled like wildfire through the downtown section, and in a few minutes, hundreds jammed in front of the headquarters, eager to catch a glimpse of the man accused of the horrible deed. The crowd was dispersed when it was announced Hickman had not been caught. <sighs> what are we doing here? Yeah. LA is waited with bated breath trying to figure out where this guy is. Hickman was on the run in a stolen coupe. He was found on Thursday, December 2nd in Seattle where he stupidly used one of the gold certificates to, to he stupidly used one of the gold certificates to purchase a coat and other cold weather accoutrements. The suspicious clothier matched the certificate's serial number with one that had been read on the radio. Police finally arrested Hickman outside of Pendleton, Oregon, home of Pendleton Blankets, maybe? Those are comfy. Maybe, yeah, definitely. I don't know. <laughs> After a short chase. When confronted with his real name, Hickman reportedly shrugged and said, I guess it's all over. <laughs> what a psycho. Yeah. What a crazy. Yeah. That guy was born to be a murderer, sociopath, criminal. But also kind of like, well... That's that. I mean, yeah, he 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 will go down out with uh, no fight. Yeah, you, know, just, you can take him home to the police station. You, he just put him in the back of your car. Yeah, if you're just even citizen's arrest, he's docile. Yeah, yeah. he knows when it's over it's with like dignity. He's, he's like he's like oh, he's like let's shake on it that you you come with us. And he's yeah, like, exactly. Okay. So he died in prison not long after that. Um, but this building, which is again two blocks away from me. And is, you've been, you've been. I've been there, and they're these like brownstone condos. It's so bougie now. Um, another, I went on a tour that talked about this, Esoteric, which I am plugged into, although they're a little expensive for my taste. But uh, they said that when they were renovating it, they found some other fabric in that room, um, but they didn't have any proof or anything like that. But can you imagine being like she was kept in that room for a while? Like she, her roommate was this like young man who like kind of wanted to kill her and kind of didn't. I'm wondering when he did he kill her in between the first and second, or was he always planning on killing her? Yeah. Or how do you like? Right, isn't that fascinating? Yeah, I just like I'm wondering what when it happened yeah. in the time because it's a relatively short timeline, but it's enough time to be like when. Yeah, like when how long was he this? carrying around this like rag doll of a person? Yeah, exactly. Like I can't imagine he killed her right away, because I think like the smell and like there's pi- mm. there's pictures and they are very graphic and I don't think we'll put them on the no, Instagram. No, 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 no. Um, because we're a family that's, that's, friendly ghost town show. Yeah, that's but on we'll, you. Yeah, you can go and find, but it's really, it's very disturbing. Obviously, a lot of mental illness was involved in this case uh, with this person. So it's pretty unnecessary for the amount of what he wanted. It was like pretty, un- he could have still got what he wanted. And also just like for that little money, like what is the point of all of it? Like what is the point? Like, this life was this young life was lost for yeah, what? Yeah, he wanted like minimum wage, like yeah, exactly. Just reward. fucking get a job for at the bank, like a two better weeks. job, <laughs> I know, right? I don't. What are we doing? Um, but it is um, with inflation. I learned that it was around like twenty thousand dollars. Okay, so but still, but still, I mean, but have, still. Have, have you ever seen watched a movie where just like we demand twenty k, baby? <laughs> All right, okay, yeah. 
cool. It's like some people, it's like a student loan debt. Yeah. Like, great. You want to shoot for the stars? Yeah. Or just pay that debt down? Pay that debt down. Exactly. So this is, the building is, looks very much like it did on the outside. Uh, Inside, it's, it's totally renovated. renovated. I called them a bunch of times to get a tour and especially of that room. I was like, I want to be in the second floor or like something like I would give them some excuse. But they have not called me back. I think they know because I'm famous. Yeah. I think they know what we do Exposed. here. Exactly. Muckraking journalism. Uh, but if I do, I will certainly report back. Yeah, we'll grab some video. Grab yeah, some, you know. some vid. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. Um, but you can live there too. They're always renting. If you feel like you want to be a part of uh, some, somebody's Echo probably Somebody's probably, I mean, I mean, this is a, a very hot area. I'm sure somebody's living in that room. Yeah. Somebody yeah. cool, probably. Someone really, like, hip. Yeah. Someone really, like, rad. Yeah. Probably a smoker. You know, it's, pro- it's probably <laughs> somebody that's contributed to our Patreon. Oh. Oh, they definitely have. Oh, my God. That's really cool, though. That's like, cool. That's fucking cool. You go to patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Oh. We have so many Patreon-only episodes ready for you to listen to. Mm-hmm. You get two Patreon-only episodes a month. Mm-hmm. All kinds of cool stuff. That's like the two dollar. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. it's two dollars. I know, and I'm I'm still giving away some mystery boxes. Yeah. If you if you haven't got one yet, they're on their way. I promise. If you are thinking about them, maybe just like pull the trigger. Yeah. Take a chance. Yeah. It's like a birch box for weirdos. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sure. It's like a freshly for crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Hello Fresh for like for the uh, you know completely bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to uh, our Instagram, which is Ghost Town Pod, and mm-hmm. send us a message because our our Friday episodes this month will be listener suggestions. Yeah. So you can still get yours in. Our email is Ghost Town Pod. Gmail. People are they are coming in. We've got some strange places mm-hmm. yeah. that we are going to delve into, and you'll be right there with us, and we will shout you out if we select your place. Yeah. And, and I, my dad has put a lot of places in our list, and I would like more not for my dad. Yeah. Is that possible? Absolutely. <laughs> just, just With dad, your help. Yes. Well, I guess if we receive <laughs> 2019, <laughs> like I, 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 I did check back in with that. Yeah. Um, I'll put the, that on the Instagram because anyone wants to t- follow my lead yeah. with the New Year's inspo. <laughs> if you don't, just do, donate. Do you have to say inspo? <laughs> yeah, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. You do have the time. <laughs> Welcome to Haunting History, the podcast that reaches back into the past for the events that shocked us. Tales of true crime, mystery, and the macabre. And when we're lucky, those stories where the past and the paranormal meet. Because who doesn't love a good ghost story, right? I'm your host, Kat, and joining me every week will be one of my co-hosts. Either Haley, my partner in every idea I have, or Tress, my lovely sidekick in all things paranormal. Join us this season as we discuss and share true accounts from all over Southern California and beyond. From haunted locations to newsworthy incidents and crimes that stunned us. We will dwell deep and find the people behind the headlines. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Haunting History Podcast. And rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Also, visit our website at hauntinghistorypodcast.com. Until next time, remember, the living are far scarier than any ghost.